0: Uh, last week, I started a series. Um, I've called it Playlist, meaning behind the music. And really, the premise of this was that oftentimes we sing songs and we don't know what the songs sing, or we don't care what the song sings. I mean, you know what I mean? I, I, I just make up the words as I go along, whether or not they make sense. They make sense in my mind, or at least it sounds like what I was hearing. So, hey. I have my own concert. Now, there's a song I wanted to talk about. There was a song written by Sting, or or Police, um, and I read, uh, the internet said it, so it has to be true. Um, It is the most played song, or one of the most played songs on radio. It's a song that a lot of couples have had as their wedding song. It's got to be a tremendous ballad, a tremendous love song. It's a song that You know, I mean, it's a great purpose for a wedding because Sting wrote it in the context of a divorce with his first wife. So let's play it at our wedding. I'm just going to read these words. If you want to sing it, you can. Every breath you take, every move you make, every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching you. Can you imagine dancing at your wedding? This is your wedding song. Every step you take, I'll be watching you. Every bond you break, I'll be watching you. Every single day, every word you say, every game you play, every night you stay, I'll be watching you. I mean, literally, Sting was almost being a stalker when he wrote this song. Oh, can't you see that you belong To me, Oh how my poor heart aches with every step you take. I mean, seriously, the insanity of a song that is so misinterpreted. Yet, we don't pay attention to meaning that is truly important. We like the way it sounds, we like some of the melody, and so we we've put it in our wedding. No, that's, that's not what we need to be doing. We sing songs in church, and I've said the same idea. Sometimes we like songs because of the way they make us feel, or because of the melody, the tune behind the music. But the reality is that as worshipers, the scriptures say there will be a time when worshipers worship in spirit and in truth. And so as a body, I just wanted to spend a moment of reflection, that pause and reflect, that we can think about some of the songs that we're singing. And we can think about what the words say. And last week we did a song called, Who You Say I Am. And we just talked about some, some flesh on those bones. I mean, the reality of some context that would help us understand what we're singing. This morning I want to look at that last song that we sang. And, and some of you may or may not have heard it before. But, but it's called, Great Are You, Lord? I want to look at that song, and and really it seems so simple. But there's there's so much that's profound in the words. That song, Great Are You, Lord, it says, You give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. Great are you, Lord. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you only. In the bridge, all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. You know, we just paused for a moment in our service and we sang words that said, Great are you, Lord. And, and I hope that as we leave here today, I hope that as we accomplish something in, the, in this room, that, that even if you didn't mean it before, you can mean those words as we sing that song again at the end of service. Great are you, Lord. I'm going to pray for God's anointing just as we look at this, this song. Father, I thank you for this time, this day. I thank you for the anointing of God that is, that is, that is a part of us as we gather together. And I pray, God, that nothing would interfere with your anointing this day. I ask, Lord, that as we look at this song, that you would speak to our hearts. I pray, God, as we look at your word, that you would allow the word to resonate with us. Help us, God, to to hear from you. Help us to learn from you. God, I yield myself in my notes and everything that is to you, asking, God, your will be accomplished in this room, this day. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, last week I kind of let a, a chapter in Scripture dictate where we were going. This week, I just want to look at the psalm. If you go to that next slide, it says, you give life. Where does the Scripture say that? I mean, when I say those words, where do I get this, this reality? You give life. Romans chapter 6, verse 23 says, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. So when we say, you give life, who gives life? God. You are love. We read this in Sunday school this morning. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. You bring light to the darkness. John chapter 12. I have come into the world as light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. You bring light to the darkness, you give hope. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy. He has given us a new birth into the living hope for the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So when I say those words, He gives us hope. How do we have hope? We have hope in Jesus Christ. That if He was raised from the dead, I too will not be confined to death. That's hope. You restore. 1 Peter chapter 5. And the God of all grace who called you to His eternal glory in Christ and after you have suffered a little while will Himself Restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. I mean, that's, that's who God is. And what does He restore? He restores the brokenhearted, it says. Every heart that's broken. Psalm chapter 34 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. As we, we started in this song, the first chorus of this song really causes whoever is singing it to focus on what? Who God is. You know, last week we sang a song, and it was about who you say I am. So we were thinking about what God has done for us. This week we're separating some of that stuff from the song, and we're literally praising God. Why? Because of who God is. It's not about what He's done, but it's about who God is. God is light. He is love. He gives life. He restores. This is who God is. These things are not conditioned upon my circumstance. But the reality is, they're based upon who God is, the absolute nature of God. How often is our praise, this is a praise song, so we're admiring God, we're we're declaring to God, Great are you, Lord. How often is that declaration based upon our circumstance rather than who God is? Who's saying? Like, sometimes I think people praise God more when they get a good parking spot at Walmart than when they're in church. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, praise God, I got a great parking spot. Hey, praise God, that was on sale. I mean, what? Hey, praise God, He gave me life. (laughs) He brought light to the darkness. I mean, sometimes we limit our praise based on what God is doing or based on what we're seeing, seeing or feeling or knowing. Our praise is based on on all this. This song separates all of this, but really causes us just to look at Him. You know, sometimes I just have to focus on God. And when I separate maybe what feels good or what doesn't feel good from who God is, then I start to see that God is truly great. And I can say, great are you, Lord, even in the midst of the most challenging moments. Why? Why? Because the, 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 the chorus said, it's your breath in our lungs. I think that's a funny phrase. I think it sounds funny. Maybe it's just me. But when I first sang that song, I'm like, this is a little bit weird. It's your breath in my lungs. But then I, I just had to stop and, and think about that reality of, of God's breath in my lungs. It goes back to the reality, the very first phrase in this song that said, you give life. Isaiah chapter 42 verse 5 says, This is what God, the Lord, says. The creator of the heavens who stretches them out, who spreads out the earth with all that springs from it, who gives breath to its people and life to those who walk on it. What truly does it mean when I say it's your breath in my lungs? I'm talking about the promise that as long as I'm breathing, that means that God has still given me life. Genesis chapter 2, what happened? They said, No shrub had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no one to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. And the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground. He formed a man and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. You know what? When I can praise God for nothing else, I can praise God that I'm breathing. When I can praise God for nothing else, I can praise God that He's given me the gift of life. That's physical life. He breathed into dust. And what made dust become alive was the breath of God. That breath is still inside of me. There's life that I have. I mean... Talk about praising God. We praise Him for the parking spots and we praise Him when our kids behave. But why not praise God? Because I'm still breathing. He's given me life. Acts chapter 17. God who made the world and everything in it, it is the Lord of heaven and earth who does not live in temples built by human hands. And He has not served by human hands as if He needed anything. Rather, He gives... He himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their land. Do you see the sovereignty of God and the promise that you have breath this morning? He's appointed the breath in your life that you're breathing this day. It says that he's appointed from one man he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. He marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their land. How did that, rather, he himself gave everyone life and breath. The appointed time you're living in right now, the breath that you're taking right now, is appointed by God. You have life because God has breathed life into you. Can you cry out, Great is our Lord. But what I love, we've been talking about about physical life. I can say, Great are You, Lord, because of physical life that I have. Jesus, after the resurrection, He does something remarkable with the disciples. John chapter 20. Jesus, it says again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. Remember, we're reading, it's your breath in our lungs. That's the physical life that I have. So I pour out my praise. And with that, he did what? Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. And with that, he breathed on his disciples. He breathed on them and said, Receive. The Holy Spirit, if you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. The reality is the breath of life that's in our lungs, it's not just physical breath that is inside you. As a child of God, Jesus Christ has breathed on you. And what has happened to you, child of God? When He breathed on you, He breathed His Holy Spirit, who then indwells the believers of God. In Scripture, when we're talking about the breath of God, it's often synonymous with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the breath of God that is inside of a child of God. So when I say, it's your breath, in my lungs, yes, I'm proclaiming, God, you are great. I still have life, but I'm also proclaiming, God, you are great, because I have new life. There's a spiritual implication to praising God with the breath that's in our lungs. Galatians chapter 4. But when the time, when the set time had fully come, God sent His Son to be born of a woman under law, and to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are His sons, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts. The Spirit who calls out Abba, Father, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, says, Do you not know that you are a temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? When we cry out, it's your breath. Jesus Christ breathed on the disciples the Holy Spirit, the comforter and advocate that was to remain with the people as he were to ascend to his Father. He has placed the Holy Spirit inside of every child of God. That's the breath that's in your lungs. The Holy Spirit has indwelled you. You yourselves are a temple of God, and the Spirit of God lives in you. So when I cry out with the breath in my lungs, I'm not just crying out because I have life, but I'm crying out because of who I have become in him. It's my it's my flesh crying out. It's my spirit crying out. It's the part of me that is flesh and bones, and it's the part of me that was recreated in Him. Because your breath is in my lungs. How great! How great is it that God would see you fit to be the place His Spirit dwells. And I look at myself in the mirror every day and I know why He can't live in me. How great is it that God chose you to be the temple of His Spirit? How great is it that God chose you to be the place where His Spirit remains in your heart? Come on! Great are you, God! Why? Because of the Spirit of God inside of me, He's given me power to be an effective witness from on high. Because of the Spirit of God inside of me, He's given me the ability to speak when I don't think I can. He's brought, He's brought me comfort. He's brought me love. He's allowed me to have Him in me. Wow. Huh. Great are you, God. Then there's a bridge that brings us all together. You know, like I said, so often we praise God based on our circumstance. So often we praise God based on what's going around us. The reality of Scripture is all the earth will shout your name. The reality is that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The reality is that all the earth will praise God. Psalm chapter 66 says, shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power. Your enemies cringe before you. All the earth bows down to you. They sing praise to you. They sing praises of your name. Jesus was with his disciples and the Pharisees were telling them to be quiet. And he said, in Luke 19, I tell you, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. I want to tell you we're a part of a chorus that's going to shout praise to God. All the earth will praise God. All the rock, I mean he said, even the rocks will cry out, man, rocks start screaming, I'm worried. I don't want our rocks to have to cry out. I want to be crying out. I want to be living. All the earth will shout your name. Our hearts will 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 cry. These bones will sing. That goes back to what we were saying. Our hearts, that's what I feel. I'm going to cry out with, with what I feel. I'm going to cry out with what's physically in me. My bones, This this body that is decaying, this body that's destined to return to dust, I will cry out with it. Because great are you, God. Mark, I don't have this up there, so don't look for it. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is, is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. You know, this morning, I think the reminder to us is we need to praise God because of who God is. Plain and simple. My emotion, I need to praise God no matter where my emotion's at. If I'm on the top of, of the mountain or if I'm in the lowest low, I need to praise God with my heart. That's this emotional part of me that, that sometimes I have to tell it what to do. I need to praise God with the bones that I have. That's when these bones, you know, sometimes the older we get, the more our bones sing. Older people get that one. We got a whole percussion section when we get out of bed. You know what I'm saying? That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about singing in spite of the bass line. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter what your bones are creaking and cranking and saying, but the reality is I will praise God even in my brokenness, even in my flesh. I will cry out to God. Why? Because God gives life. He is light. He gives hope. He restores even the brokenhearted. God is absolutely God. Independent of my circumstance, independent of what I know, independent of how I feel, God is God. And sometimes I just have to make the declaration, I'm going to praise Him in spite. And if I'm on the top, if everything's been great, my bones didn't sing this morning when I got out of bed. And everything was great. I pulled up to church and had a front parking spot. People told me they liked my dress and my hair went just right this morning. Man, I want to separate that from my praise. Because I just want to focus on who God is. And the simplicity that God, He's given me life. But just as God breathed into Adam, He's breathed into me and given me the gift of life. Not only did he give me the gift of, of physical life, but that while I was still a sinner, he sent his son to die for me. That while I was still broken, that while I was still screwing up, he sent his son that I could have new life so that that Holy Spirit could be breathed in me. So with every breath that he's given me, I want to pour out my praise to him. With every breath that He's placed in me. I want to turn back and give that back to Him. Isn't that what the tithe is? Isn't that we talked about the principle of the tithe? Like God gives us and we bring back the very first fruit to acknowledge Him with that. That's he's given us the breath that's in our lungs. He's given us the new life, the Holy Spirit that indwells us. So I want to use that to bring praise to Him. You guys can come forward. I want to read a psalm. Psalm chapter 150 says, Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heavens. Praise Him for His acts of power. Praise Him for His surpassing greatness. Praise Him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise Him with the harp and the lyre. Praise Him with the timbrel and dancing. Praise Him with the strings and pipe. Praise Him with with the clash of cymbals. Praise Him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. You know, this morning, as as we focus on this song, this morning as a pastor, what I feel compelled is that we've just got to be reminded, do you have breath in your lungs? That's a gift of life that God has given you. but everything that has breath. Praise the Lord. As Jesus, as God breathes on you, filled you with the Spirit of God, called you a temple of the Most High, Placed His Spirit in your heart. And let everything that has breath. Praise the Lord. I want to praise God because of the physical life. I want to praise God because of the new life. I want to praise God simply because God is great. He's so great that He appointed you for this moment in time, this moment in history. He's so great that He sees you as one worthy to be called a child of God. He's so great that He set apart you for a purpose that that, that I can't even comprehend. Great, great are You, Lord. Father, I pray in this room God, I pray that you help us to separate the circumstance from you. And God, I pray that that, that as we sing this song this morning, I pray that as we spend some time reflecting on these words, that we are worshipers who are worshiping in spirit and in truth. And when we say the phrase... Great are you, Lord God. We mean that phrase. Great are you, Lord. When we talk about life and light and, 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 and love that you are, God, help us to, to understand the fullness of what those statements mean. And God, I pray that everything everything that has breath would praise your name but every one that has breath praise your name Focus on who God is and, and just the reality of God it's, it's a great time to bring our needs before him as well and you know in worship today we didn't pause for that moment of prayer but, but I want to open the altars up that you can, you can come and we can pray together for whatever need you might have maybe you don't understand the gift of life or the gift of new life maybe there's another situation that's been really bothering you I know that God is life, he is light he is love, God loves you so much He desires to to, to move in your life. And so I would open the altars up as well in this moment.
1: We, we pour
0: that this day we could cry out great are you Lord God that as as we sing God that, that we mean the word great are you Lord Great are You, Lord. God, I know the Word of God says You inhabit the praises of Your people. I know that You're inhabiting the praises that have happened in this room this morning. I know that this, this room has brought a sweet incense unto the, to the Father this day. I pray, God, that We would be able to worship you in spirit and in truth. The Lord bless you and keep you. May He make His face shine upon you, be gracious to you, may He turn His face towards you and grant you His peace. And may you worship God independent of the circumstance, but simply because of who He is. Amen? Be blessed.